What's going on, guys? It's Bryce again. Welcome to another episode of the Expedition to Try podcast, where I have no idea what I'm doing with my life, and I'm assuming a lot of you don't either, so we're going to try and figure it out together. If you're new to this podcast, it's my goal to introduce you to rad new artists, musicians, cinematographers, entrepreneurs, and overall just passionate creative people who have not gained a massive following, who have not become successful in their field, but we want to help them do just that. So today, super excited to introduce you to Josh Salinas, a cinematographer who I found on, guess where? TikTok. Imagine that. But Josh, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I've wanted to do it for a while, so I'm pretty stoked. <laughs> it did take us quite a few weeks to figure this out. The scheduling was Our quite difficult. I know. College is so hard to work around. It's really just like a weight on my shoulders, but we figured it out finally. So, so do you want to do just a general like elevator pitch of how old you are, where you're living, what you're doing for school and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, sure. Why not? So I'm uh, located right now. I'm located in New York City. Uh, I go to college here. I go to St. John's University. I'm 20 years old and I'm studying television and film and I'm minoring in business. Now, I grew up in California, specifically uh, the Central Valley. So I grew up in Fresno. Okay. Yeah. What was the transition from California all the way over to New York? Did you do it just for school? Um, well, honestly, like, if you know anything about California, you know, like San Francisco, LA, right? So you don't really know Fresno. Fresno is, it's a great place to grow up in, but in terms of business and the arts, it's not super great. And a lot of people will tell you that in Fresno. So I decided to move, it was either LA or New York and I wanted to go to LA, but the thing is it's three hours from where I live. So I'm not really leaving to anywhere special and for college it's four years of your life so i was like my parents asked me where i wanted to go and i was like well i want to go out of state so they're like and they kind of pushed me to go out of state and like yeah you should probably go explore you know new experiences and i've experienced la so many times in my life so i was like why not live in new york like i've already done this la stuff so i, I decided to go to college out here in new york just mostly because i wanted to get the experience of living in new york and I think just the opportunities out here, it's a cool city, something new to try. It was definitely tough because the year I got here was COVID. And that was going into college the year of COVID as a videographer, <laughs> especially. It's like, you're just like, what the hell is going on? Why are we, why, why am I locked in this dorm? Like, it's like jail. It's like, it's crazy. It was, it was crazy. But um, it was a cool experience, and I kind of went, I worked through it, and now I'm, like, in a comfortable position. Like, everything's back open. You know, I'm a lot happier, like, making more videos. So it's definitely, COVID definitely took a toll on my life without me mm -hmm. even realizing it. Yeah. But I'm definitely, like, I I got my myself back on my feet. So, yeah. What, uh, when did you decide to study what you are studying, television and film? So that's always kind of like the reason well, I'm gonna give you the reason first and I'll tell you when I decided but the reason I decided that was because I'm not much of a student surprisingly. I mean, I, I've always kind of struggled throughout high school. I transferred to online school and performed a lot better there, which is great. But um, I decided to pick up television and film because my knowledge in that field was already like at a point to where I'm comfortable studying it and then 
taking that knowledge and applying classes like 3D and all these other classes you can take as a, as a television film major is just really cool to like, exp like I just finished a 3D project. This came out of like a supercomputer room with all these like crazy PCs. I was doing all this 3D work. It's crazy. <laughs> I haven't applied that into my videos yet because I'm still on the learning trials of it. But once I get there, that's going to be, be wild. Absolutely. It will be wild. I know. I'm, I'm still working on it. It's hard. I'm, and then I'm studying film compositing next semester. I have this crazy teacher. But basically, when I decided, back to your question, when I decided to, um, when I decided to uh, just basically, I guess, senior year of high school, because I was like, I had a mentor and I was like, well, I don't really care to study like sound engineering or all these other things. I was like, why not just go into it? Because I want to go in the arts. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I decided to go out and study um, film. Where where do you think the whole passion behind making videos, when did it start? Like, were there TV shows or movies that you originally saw that like, wow, I want to make that? Or like, what's, what's the origin story of your creations? This is a great question. So uh, it goes way back to 2014. Surprisingly, yeah. So a long time ago. So I was, it was twenty fourteen. The GoPro Hero Four just <laughs> came out, right? So I really wanted a GoPro for Christmas, and I was like, "Oh my god, these things are so cool!" Like I saw like all these athletes, these skiers, like Lindsey Vaughn, like freaking Ted Ligety, like all these uh, Olympic athletes showing off their sponsor GoPro. So I was like seeing it on their Instagram, and I was like, "Dad, I really want a GoPro," and my sister, older sister, wanted one too. So we got us GoPros. So I was like so stoked. Like this was the coolest thing ever to me because I could strap it on my chest. And I was a, I grew up skiing, so I was actually a downhill skier uh, from ages like five to I want to say I stopped ski racing when I was sixteen. But um, so I was kind of like my profession as I grew up. I traveled a lot for it too. So I was thirteen and I had stuck in a GoPro on my chest and I was gate skiing these gates. And then I started just filming everything. So I started making edits with an app on my phone called like Movie Maker or something. Uh -huh. And I just like had so much fun with it. And it's surprising that like, these edits were like, like not bad. Like they were really <laughs> good edits. It's kind of weird looking back. I'm like, wow, I did. I like look at them like, wow, I did like a little spinny thing on the edit. So I, I definitely like, it's always been with me just to like have fun making these videos and. So that's what kind of originally started. I just started making, there was no, I wouldn't say there was any specific inspiration. I say that the inspiration was actually music that wanted to make me make the videos in the first place. And that's kind of always been my inspiration was music. Um, and I would take that music that inspired me. And, you, and there's very few creators, I haven't heard this a lot, but music inspires people to create and it inspires me to make my videos and that's kind of like what i did so i would take like zed or like kanye music when i was 13 and like put it over an edit and mash up something really cool and a lot of people um, a lot of people liked it they're like well this is really cool so i was 13 at the time i didn't know i wanted to do videos kind of a weird story i actually wanted to make music which is really interesting so i was actually starting to make music at 13 with logic pro Okay. Um, which is music software, and I would try and write up these beats. I would use loop samples, and I would just like make these beats when I was just a kid. And I got pretty good at making music. So up until I was like sixteen, I stopped kind of. I was at a point to where I was comfortable, but I w it wasn't what what I wanted to hear come from myself. So I I realized like at around sixteen, I realized like 
while I was doing the music, I was also making videos. So it's not like I just stopped making videos. I was also doing video work too. But it wasn't it wasn't until 16 I realized that I was exponentially better at making videos than I was making music. I was like, because I was big into EDM, so I would make EDM basically out of the genre. But I was so much better, and I didn't realize it because I'm just like doing my own thing. And then someone's like, dude, your videos are really good. And like no one says anything about my music. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, well, I guess I'll just start making more videos. And I actually had more fun making videos. I feel like music was something that the thing was music. I noticed this in people and in myself. The reason, the most of the reason why I kind of went into music was because I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to perform on stage. I wanted to be a DJ. I wanted to do the whole EDM thing. And, you know, that's not everyone's gig deep down. Like, you got to look into your into your heart and your soul and see what what do you really want. And I didn't realize it, but I really, I really wanted to be a videographer. Like, deep down, I really wanted to create videos. I didn't mm-hmm. want to. I just wanted the idea of being uh, a famous DJ. I didn't want to be a famous DJ as in write the music and everything. So I kind of like fell into video and that's kind of like how that happens. So I don't like the idea of being a videographer. I think it's a little bit weird, but I love the process of being a videographer, which is very interesting. So it's Uh, so first question I thought of was, were you doing anything with those videos you were creating? Were you posting them? Yeah, they're on my Instagram still too. I I just put them on Instagram, yeah. Back when the videos were only 15 seconds long, you could only make a 15 second video. So I like had to cut it to 15 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, because TikTok obviously wasn't around back then. No. Um, and just had crazy YouTube. how much YouTube I would ex- expect to be like the big platform. My content like that. Yeah, my content wouldn't have gone anywhere on YouTube back then, sadly, because it wasn't <laughs> wasn't that cool. But um, <laughs> I wasn't that good. But I, it, people, my friends liked it on Instagram, so that was kind of like the go-to start off. <laughs> um, but yeah. So you said you don't like being classified as a videographer. Could you just touch on that? We talked to the, about this a little bit. I wouldn't say I so. dislike being classified as a videographer. I yeah. don't mind it. I think that there's a whole industry that frowns upon videographers, like the whole film industry. And it's kind of gross, but I just don't want to be um, set in stone as one thing. So like I am a videographer, I am a cinematographer, I'm a colorist. For example, people would call that a generalist, like I mentioned earlier. So it's um kind of if anything, the correct label for what I do is a generalist. The correct term. Now, I like to call myself a cinematographer. Now I may be considered more of a videographer in terms of the field that people see me in, but I and, and cinematography is capturing video no sound, just video with certain light and objects and making things look pretty in camera settings, et cetera. And I, that's what I love to specialize in. I specialize in editing. So I'm really just a generalist. Um, I would say the film industry that makes movies, they're going to laugh at a videographer and be like, oh, well, you just do all the basics things and try to like make money off of like certain companies. And it's like, you're not actually making movies, which is way harder and like feature films and stuff. But like, honestly, it doesn't really matter. People are going to say their own things. It's just like, it's like, fuck. <laughs> do you, do you enjoy doing all the different steps in order to create yes. the videos you do? Cause a lot of yeah. people, me specifically, I like I have, there's a lot of shit to do. Like you don't realize how much stuff it takes to produce one video. And yeah, it's a lot. 
it would honestly, in my eyes, be kind of cool if I could just focus on the one main thing, like writing the blog or recording the podcast and then yeah. letting someone else do the rest of the posting and stuff. Do you feel that yeah. with what you create? Yeah. So what is interesting is like, cause like, it's not always, you're not always going to love what you do. You're not always going to get on like on the soccer field and enjoy this, the game. You're not always going to get on to whatever it is you do and enjoy it. So you're not going to always love what you do. There's always going to be times where you're like, oh, I need a break. Like I'm burnt out. And everyone experiences though, experiences that. But when it comes down to it, when I like get back into my rhythm and the spark hits, which is usually comes from music, then I get onto my laptop. I throw together videos, videos I stack, layer, etc. I love the whole process of it. I love keyframing. I love color grading and making things look how I want them to. And I love, it's like building Legos. It's like you build a Lego into like something and finally have this whole project. And you're like, wow, I made this. It's so cool. <laughs> it's very similar actually. But yeah. What does your like daily or weekly routine look like trying to balance school and also and video? doing this on the oh. side? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like, honestly, it's like the worst thing ever. <laughs> if you ask me, like you can ask any videographer and I'd be like, I freaking don't even need to be in school. Like, this is just like a handbrake like it really is just kind of like a handbrake on my career but i don't mind it because it's a good experience i would i would consider so let me talk about my routine so usually i just wake up like i usually wake up late I wake up like 10 30 11 12 and weekends like i'm usually wake up at one I'm like i'm not an early person but i stay up late editing so i do that's kind of like my go-to because the night hours is where i get my creativity i don't recommend it though it's not good for your health but um <laughs> But yeah, so that's kind of like what I do. So I wake up, if I have a class that day, I typically go to that class, I come back, and then I usually work out. And then I'll usually uh, in the gym when I'm running, I'll like get some inspiration from music I'm listening to while I work out. And then I come back and edit. And, and then what I do is on weekends, I usually hit up my friend, shout out Preston Chen. We go out and we film in the city. And those are the best moments because you're like in New York City with a friend filming like the, the capital of the world. And you're just shooting all these buildings. You're like going experiences. You're eating like crazy foods. It's just, and you're walking around the whole thing. You're taking trains. You're getting shots. You're like crazy lights. And that's what's fun. And then we take all those videos and we put it into um, projects basically. And then we edit them when we get inspired. So that's kind of like what I do here in New York. I used to be in the music industry. I used to work like uh, videos for concerts back before COVID. And then when COVID happened, like I was, I was really like in the industry. And then when shows shut off, like I kind of came irrelevant because like, there's no shows. So like yeah. no one was hitting me up for video. And then everyone's just kind of like, uh, like I had like three clients. I had like, I had, so I had these, uh, I worked with this one duo, uh, midnight kids is the name. They were, they were fun to work with. They had some cool projects. It was definitely very niche. Um, and they, it was, was, it was through Sony music. I had to work with some, uh, some interesting guys at Sony. Let's just say I call them sharks, but <laughs> the managers of music, industry, I call them sharks because they are very much like sharks, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I worked with those guys. I met them at a concert, did some stuff. Um, and then I, uh, I did a little bit of like self stuff. So like, I would just go straight to the artist at the shows and be like, Hey, like I would like get in there. So I would like DM the whole lineup and stuff. It's mm -hmm. like, this is like kind of like super people will say, Oh, this is secret information. It's the third door. Like no one knows about it. But like, it's really just out there. Like DM the whole lineup. 
I would do that. And then I'd be like, hey, um, I'll do a video for free because I'm like young. I mean, I'm like literally 17 years old. <laughs> and then that, and then sometimes I'd be like, okay, well, great. Can, we'll offer you like 100, 200 bucks. So I would go work with them. And then when I was in the green room with all the other artists at the festival, I would just hit it. I would just go on the list and look at their faces because I would like have pictures of all their faces mm-hmm. so I could recognize them and, and hit up all the people for videos because just trying to network and connect and get in the industry. It was never really like, um, I just love shooting shows. Uh, so I would just go out and connect with everyone. Uh, I w- and some people call it clout chasing. I was like, it's networking. It's completely different. I know. Yeah. It's just like, it's not clout chasing. It's called networking. It's called, yeah. you know, upping your business. It's not, it's just, uh, but yeah, so that's what I did. And I networked with these guys and then some of them would say, yeah, so I actually got one little small show gig with uh, Baby No Money and Y2K. We made the song La La La. I worked with them. Yeah. They were really cool. Um, and I did some, yeah, they were fun. And then I did some stuff with them. Uh, nothing crazy though. It was just a little bit of work. Nothing, nothing super, super important. But, um, and then, uh, yeah, I kind of just like connected with those guys when I was 17. And then I worked, uh, I did a little bit like a free work with Nightmare EDM DJ. Went to meet him. He performed in my hometown and I had a connection, a family, kind of a family connection almost to my mentor hooked me up with his videographer so I got to go shoot that that was fun and then uh that was actually the last show that happened before COVID it was actually March 21st I think I could be wrong but it was a Fresno show it was March 21st 2020 and everyone was texting me you're gonna get COVID you're gonna get COVID (laughs) you're gonna get sick I'm like and I literally I don't care (laughs) <laughs> i gotta go shoot man it's live or die in this scene bro <laughs> so i went and um yeah i shot and then that was the last shot i think i ever have shot since then i haven't really got back in. they opened up like november of 2021 which is like six months ago yeah but um i just i i i've, I've tried to reach out to a couple artists but i haven't really got much response because my style changed completely because i went from uh when I when the music industry ended, I was like, where do I go now? So I went to the travel industry. And that's when I met a tra- travel creators. And you have your Sam Colder, your, your Matt Comos, and all these guys who create travel content. So I um, I hopped on that and I met some people. I networked in the travel industry. And I, I have a couple clients I work with in Los Angeles that love traveling. So that's kind of what I do. Shout out uh, Hardik Zavri. He's one of the main guys I work for in Los Angeles. I was going to say, I I love the idea of working for free in the beginning of your career. Yeah, I mean, if you're a young kid and you're yeah. just trying to, like, do it, yeah. But it becomes a point when you get a certain amount of skill in a portfolio, it becomes a little bit, of, like, offensive. Oh, yeah. Free, like, I'm a sure. college student. Like, you're just like, oh, you want me to work for free? Like, I uh, I have I have to eat, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely – the college. It's a great way to – once you get those first few clients and you can show that you actually know what the hell you're doing, then you can actually start charging. Like, I love that idea. Yeah. And that, that's what I do. And that's kind of like how I, how I roll. I just, I send a pitch deck to companies and they respond. I don't really have time to do that that much, but definitely a couple of companies I've reached out to have been interested and they're like, Oh, we have to pay. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Money. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so you brought up that you do get inspired by music and stuff. So when, 
you hear a song that starts to inspire you to create, do you build the video around that song or how does the process work from hearing something that inspires you and then the filming and then creating? What's that whole process? That's a really complicated process. But <laughs> I'm just going to put it into terms. Music, when you listen to music, you're tapping into your emotions. So I kind of take those emotions and put it into a video. It's really weird, and a lot of people do it. And, it, and I get visions, and I take the visions and the emotions and combine it to one. And it's something that doesn't always – it's hard to tap into. It's almost like a meditation state. So when, you're, when you're editing, you're going into the state of flow. You don't realize how fast time's going by. It's like meditation. It's really weird. So I, when I'm doing that, that's when the best edits come out. Is when I'm just editing and I don't even see the time. It's like been two hours, three hours, hell, eight hours sometimes. Like, it's crazy. So being able to tap into that, typically, if typically music helps get into that because music is kind of almost meditation sometimes. But mm -hmm. I think that um, it's definitely not an easy process to get into that kind of mental state of okay, I'm going to use the music to inspire me and then I'm going to create the video off of like the emotions I pick up from this song, which is really, really a complicated process. And if it works, then it's some of the best work you'll ever create. And I can tell you that certain people that do it, I know Sam Colder does this. He, he talked about it in one of his videos uh, for an ad he did, how his music is his main inspiration for his videos. And if it works, you will create um, the best videos in the world. See, the thing is like, I don't care how many followers, likes I have right now. Like it definitely helps in terms of my business, which is what I love about that. But I just create, like, I try to be like, all right, F all the clients. I'm going to take my passion for this video and keep it in its own bubble to where no one can touch it. And this is what I do. And I just want to keep going with what I do because at the end of the day, if I put my own work, put my own uh, thought process and all my energy into my own work and just kind of like dilly dally with clients. Like you could have this, obviously my great worth, but put my energy into my work. The goal is if you're, you're, you're trying to make it for yourself, you're not trying to make it for someone else. Like mm -hmm. you're, if I'm going to do a concert recap, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to put my great energy into it and I'm making it for someone else, not myself. So if I'm making it for someone else, it's going to be, have its own thing. So, um, it's definitely like protect your own work. Because your work is you. You are your own work. It's what you use your craft. So my work is my Instagram reels. Um, and I try to keep myself like proud of my own work. And I try to protect my work at all costs. Because it's um it's what I do. And I don't care how many like likes or whatever it is, views I get. It's obviously great to get that stuff because it's good for business. But um, at the end of the day, I really love doing it. So if, if I get one viewer and if it inspired, like the best thing that people comment on my Instagram is this gave me goosebumps because that that goes like that goes along a lot further than they see it. Because if you're able to get goosebumps from someone else's video, yeah, then you also have the potential to be like I inspired you, and you have the potential to be that editor. You have the potential if you can get goosebumps because that was step one for me, and that's what inspired me. Is when I realized I was getting goosebumps when I made videos because that's like the core of inspiration is that right there. It's kind of complicated, but I mean, that's the best way I can put it. How long does it typically take you to create one of these 15 second to 30 second long reels or TikToks? That's a, that's like an interesting question. Cause it can take me anywhere from like an hour to like five to six hours yeah. to like uh, spending days on it. It really depends on, on the video and it really depends on how good I want it to be. 
The one I just made probably took me three hours, maybe, maybe a little bit longer. But, um, and then the one before that took three hours. Now the one before that, which was like a third one down, that one actually took me a while. That one took me a couple of weeks and I remember making it and I was just spending day and day on it and just touching it up and correcting. And that's probably my most proud reel to date, which is the one that starts with don't go back. And that's what I said in it. And it just kind of like, it's like that video was a representation of what I was going through in that moment of time. I was like, okay, like here I am like doing this stuff and like kind of being miserable. Why am I doing this myself? Like, let's go work out. Let's go be fit. Let's go be happy. Let's go spend time with friends. Let's work, listen to music. So I made that video as a kind of a message to myself, not never to go back into that kind of state of sadness. There's no point. So uh, ever since then, I've just been, you know, up. It's just kind of like all part of the learning and the journey. So, Do you ever feel like you postpone posting videos and being like too nitpicky or too much a perfectionist? Do you yeah, ever all the do time. that? Okay. All the time. That's like my biggest problem. Everyone tells me like, dude, you could post trash and it will still be good and people <laughs> would watch it. And I'm like, but that's not me. See, yeah. like I, that's true to an extent. And, but the thing is like, you're not going to have a long-term loyal audience doing mm -hmm. that. Now, if I was able to make my videos as good as I wanted them to be and make one a day, yes, I would be very successful right now and I would have a lot more followers, but I'm not able to do that. It's like, that's like near to impossible to make that. And you'd have to be like, there's very few people that can do that. I mean, I can name one guy who's almost to that point, um, which is Peru films. That guy is, very, he's a little more passionate than me, which is very <laughs> impressive. But, um, oh, his stuff is, he, he's probably one of the best in the industry for what he does and his connections. But, um, yeah, posting every day the best content ever is very difficult. Mm -hmm. Have you ever considered doing, like, having those videos still, however often that you do post those, but then the rest yeah. of the days post some sort of like documentation of your life yeah. as a college student? So like, that's a, I've pondered that before and that's actually a really good idea. I wouldn't even say like documentation. I would say just posting other things. Other than that, it's just that I'm so immersed in this universe of just creating my own work. And I just kind of like, I'm like, why the hell do I even need to share this other crap? Like no one's even going to care about it, even though people will. But I just have, I'm just so like locked into this world of just creating videos that I just kind of forget that, you know, there's a person to be seen by me. And I just don't, I feel like that's a great thing to share. And I just don't share enough of it. Although people would love to see it. Um, and that's a really good way of actually getting more followers and keeping an audience is by doing that actually. And I'm not very good at that, but I plan to do that. That's a good, that's a good question. Cause I do plan to do that and create like, you know, like other videos, like of me, just like talking about things like this is kind of step one of it because people really don't know who I am. Like this mm -hmm. is the first, this is really, this podcast itself is kind of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so. a launching off point. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Cause I don't really show, I don't really talk in front of the camera. I don't show my face like that. You know, it's always edited stuff. So I'm not, I'm not big of, I'm not big on my personality showing off who I am. I just want to show like what, what I can create. For people. 
Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, here are my Legos. Like, this is what I built. <laughs> Forget me. Like, I, this is, but like, look at the Legos I built. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of yeah. like what I'm like. <laughs> um, what would you say would be kind of an ideal routine life for you as it revolves around doing this passion that you have? Uh, like how I want to operate? Yeah, sure. Uh, I would say being, so actually when I was 17 and I had a mentor, I was really tapped into editing and I was just editing every single day, but not, never posting any of it, but editing every single day for six months straight. And I think that's ideal to like what, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. As long as you're doing something every single day, it could literally be, you could literally be a cinematographer and be like, I want to go shoot the Milky Way with my photo camera. And you go out and shoot the Milky Way. Like that's what I did. So, and taking photos or like flying drones. Like I got into FPV drone racing, not racing, but freestyle, which is like, you know, sticking a GoPro on a, a race drone and filming all sorts of stuff. But that's kind of what I got into. So whatever it is you're doing, it doesn't matter. As long as you're doing something every day, you can't be doing, you can't just forget about the industry and the career you want and just not do anything about it. So I just try, as long as you're, even if you're reading something, or watching a YouTube video about a tutorial, like as long as you're doing one thing a day, mm -hmm. then that's kind of the ideal workflow. And it's, it's very hard to do that as a college student because you kind of get compiled into like social status and work and schoolwork and parties. And it's like, I never really fell into that, but it's very easy to just get distracted in college. So, but yeah. Could you touch on some, some of the best resources you've discovered in your journey towards doing what you do? YouTube. Um, so when I first started, uh, I was just creating videos on this movie maker and then I went to iMovie and then I was like 14 or 15. I went to Final Cut Pro and I would just YouTube Final Cut Pro tutorial, like Sam Colder effect or some stupid crap, like super zoom ins. And I would just go to that and I would just, I would create this style kind of copying these YouTube tutorials about what I wanted to do. And this style that I liked, like my inspiration, my biggest inspiration growing up was actually Roy Kramer. So really big on his style. And then as I got older, I had a little bit of an inspiration from Gibson Hazard, but I, I feel like he wasn't really, I don't know. I, Gibson Hazard is an interesting creator. I won't, I don't know much, enough about him, but I know a lot about Roy Kramer and I just loved his editing style and it was so real and all of his content was very real. So I, I kind of was inspired by him and I would like look up samples of like i would literally go on his i was i remember being 15 years old and i remember watching his video and i remember copying uh one of the things he did with my own clip obviously like he did this thing where it like slid and then a transition slide and i tried to copy the same thing with this golf cart clip i had of my friend sliding a <laughs> golf cart on the golf course we were crazy and then uh, i had like other things that i would copy like there was this one video he made with Sam Colder when they were jumping off these cliffs and like, I think it was somewhere in Los Angeles, but they're jumping off these cliffs into the water and he did this effect where it went into the person and changed colors and went out and went back to the original color. And I kind of, kind of actually copied off that when I was 15 and some of my older edits, if you're smart enough to see that, you can pick up on that. It's <laughs> like something that I stole from Rory Kramer back then. So, so I basically took all these styles and I started making my own style from that basically. And that's kind of like how I did it through YouTube, YouTube mm -hmm. tutorials. That's my biggest resource. Like whatever it is you want to do, you, you want to make a rap music video, like look up rap music video tutorial, you know, like literally as simple as that. Like, And then you just kind of go from there and you find other videos from that. Are yeah. there any 
resources or steps that you feel like a new videographer, cinematographer can skip over? Is there anything yeah, you like, a big think, mistake you made or anything? Yeah, I don't think I made any like big mistakes like in skipping over. I think my biggest mistake is not getting into 3D earlier. Um, but I'll tell you what, the best, I wouldn't say mistake, but I almost would call it a mistake. The best mistake I ever made was making music because now I'm really good at sound design for no reason at all. So I can like do all this crazy stuff with Logic Pro and mix music and make the song shorter. And that's a huge secret. That's the one I don't like revealing either because it's like very niche to me, but it's like out there. Um, I can make, I can take a segment of a song and edit it and clip it to where it's like the short for a reel. So I can actually mix my own music and that's been a huge help in my journey. And people with, and that's like huge. It's bigger than you realize when you're able to make, mix your own song into like that time length that you want your video to be. And the song sounds like it's flowing and there's no cuts in the song, abrupt cuts, and you can transition music. That's very huge in terms of like making a cool video for sure. But um, yeah, what was the question? Was that the question? I don't remember. Uh, any resources or oh, things yeah. people could skip over if they're just starting out? Yeah, so I would definitely, everyone talks about color grading, so no one's going to skip that. Sound design is pretty popular, but no one, no one knows about mixing music. That's definitely, I would definitely get into like being able to mix music, audio levels. I mean, I can go into secrets and all that. that people call them secrets, but like it, it's like a whole list of things that people would skip over that I actually learned a lot from my mentor. So, yeah. So if you were say in this ideal situation where you were financially stable doing cinematography and videography full time, mm -hmm. do you see yourself doing your own thing full-time, creating your own videos, or do you see yourself still working with clients on weddings, concerts, and stuff like that? So I um, I see myself out doing what I want to do. Yeah. That's what I want. And in order to do that, I have to break into what I want to do. So I'm going to give you a list of things that I want to do but haven't been able to break into yet okay. in terms of clients. Because what I want to do is also my work. Now, if I don't want to do the job, then I'm not really doing what I want to do if I'm financially stable and I'm kind of burning myself out. Mm -hmm. When you do that, when you do work you kind of like don't want to do, you're actually hurting yourself. So you have to find work that you enjoy doing. So the first thing I want to do, I want to film for F1. Mm. Um, that's huge. Awesome. Yeah, my, these are my goals. I want to film with Red Bull. I want to do Audi 9s because I grew up skiing. And then I'll, there's like a bunch of things I want to do that I just haven't been able to get myself into. I don't know why, because I'm just not good at networking. Or maybe I'm not good as good enough as a videographer. I don't know. But I definitely uh, want to do those things. It's like action sports is huge for me. And that's what I want to do. And then uh, obviously my own thing too. Um, I don't know what travel creating is anymore since it was a niche <laughs> that was popular back then. Uh I just kind of like making videos and whatever the hell it is, like action sports. Like you see those surfers in my videos, like that's like, that's the best thing in the world. I'm actually going back to Carmel in a couple, like a week or two. And I'm going to try and fly my drone and get some, find, I'm going to go back and find those surfers and try to film them again. Cause I want to get more surfing clip, but those FPV drones are so dangerous. So I got to be careful, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I am, I'm going to go back there. And I just love filming during golden hour. I feel like you only get one hour of the day to go shoot when you're like 
not in a city. It's like where there's lights being provided. The sun is your kind of kind of your light when you're outside filming. But you have one hour a day to shoot, which is golden hour. So I love going out in golden hour and shooting. That's like the best thing ever. Even when I'm by myself, like I noticed, like my favorite thing in the world was going and sitting on the beach with my drone and just flying it by myself on golden hour. And just oh my god, there's nothing better than that. It's kind of scary because I'm afraid my drone's gonna fall in the water. But <laughs> I love oh my gosh, I just love going out and filming by myself. Sometimes like it's so much fun. You kind of feel crazy, but I mean, people are like, why is this guy flying this drone? What, what does he have a camera for? What's going on here? But it's like I mean, you're just like you know what you know what you're doing, but at the same time, like everyone else thinks you're crazy. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> just just but, tell them to follow you on TikTok and Instagram. No, no, literally, yeah. They're just like, what are you doing on that rock? Like hanging off like one rock, like about to die, <laughs> just trying to get this shot. And I'm like, what are you doing? And just like, well, don't worry about it. Follow my TikTok. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> what What would you say are some of your, uh, we'll say, short term goals? First of all, um, I want to gain a following on TikTok more. I want to hit like 50K. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to like get, I want to be known a little bit more on TikTok because I feel like that's kind of where uh, a loyal audience comes from if you're able to, to handle it. I know people can get audiences off TikTok and they don't, they don't know how to crevice that audience and take that audience and just hold on to it. So my goal is when I get that audience kind of like, um, more details about myself, you know, talk about myself. And I feel like I haven't really done enough of that. And you kind of have to already be doing that. So I'm just trying to get more into an audience, definitely. Because audiences are fun. Because once you have an audience, then you can you have fun with the audience. You know what I mean? Like now you can make connections with the audience and you can help and inspire people. And that's a lot of fun too. Having an audience is fun, definitely. I definitely don't have a huge audience. It's very small right now. But it's still fun. Like I love talking to people on Instagram, like, and I love like helping people. And I want to be able to like, you know, it, when small creators reach out to me and like ask for help, I'm always there to help them. So it's like really cool seeing that. But yeah. Um, so being a college kid, what sort of um, sacrifices have you had to make in order to specifically pursue your passion of cinematography? If you could think of anything, I've made a lot, but I don't really call them sacrifices. I call them just like a life adjustment. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just kind of like adjusting your life. Like I, I mean, it's like I wouldn't even say I'm sacrificing anything. I'm more so like trying to better myself. But um, I would say, in terms of like my my passion, my video passion, I've definitely sacrificed the time and stuff that I have for that. But at the same time, I still have a lot of time and I'm still able to post. So I, I wouldn't say it's that big of a sacrifice. My biggest sacrifice, I feel like, has just been like, I don't even know. It's just, <laughs> and it's just like so many small sacrifices mm-hmm. that happened. And there's nothing really huge. It's like I moved 2,000 miles away. <laughs> to go film and have fun and live a college life and get a degree in New York City. So it's like, you know, I would say it's more of an opportunity than a sacrifice. (laughs) Do you have a plan for when you do graduate from college? What's, or do you not have a plan at all? Because I had no plan. (laughs) That's like the one thing that I'm, are you in college as well? No, I'm 
I'm 25. I graduated oh, okay. in uh, end of 2018 with a biology oh, okay. degree. So you can yeah. see how good so that that's like, me. <laughs> I feel like that's what everyone fears when yeah. you come out of college. Like, what the hell is your plan? Like, I fear that. I'm sure everyone else fears that. Like, I, I've had jobs here and there that are able to make money, but I've never been, like, financially free. Like, oh, I make 100000 a year. Like, I'm not that bad at that point yeah. yet. So I'm just like, um, I don't know. Like, honestly, like, I just am trying to break into the industry. And I feel like when I graduate college, I'll have a better fit of where I want to be. And I'll be making a steady, you know, kind of pace. And then once I break into what I want to do, like Red Bull, connecting with people and all these things, once I break in, I think that's when I'll find success. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when I'll be most happy, you know, just yeah. doing what I want to do. And it's hard because what I want to do is like, you know, film this like Red Bull stuff and this GoPro, all this action stuff. Like I love action sports. That's like kind of my go-to, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. I was going to say, I think you're, you're in a really good position because it seems as though you kind of, you already kind of honed in on this thing you are passionate about. Like mm-hmm. when I was finishing college I didn't really have that yet. So I studied yeah. biology and then I started questioning like if I actually wanted to continue doing that. So then from that point is when I started exploring more things because I didn't have to focus on school anymore. And that's yeah. this long journey of thus finding this podcast, blogging and coffee and painting. But like you already have that thing you can focus on and then yep. build those consistent habits around yep. doing what you love doing. Yep. And I, I think that kind of puts me perspective in terms of perspective, like you could say it puts me ahead of kind of the majority. Um, but honestly, like I feel no different than everyone else. Like I'm still like a kid trying to make it at the end of the day. Like I have, I'm not some crazy millionaire or super successful yet. Like I'm still trying to do what I love to do become successful doing it so i wouldn't i wouldn't put myself above anyone else or say i'm further ahead than anyone else like in terms of editing like yeah i could say maybe because i like spend so much time on it but i don't think like financially or or mentally or i don't think i'm better than anyone else in terms of like all that i think it's just a journey that we're all in and i'm trying to find the the key the formula you know it's kind of annoying process a little bit because <laughs> Like, I love making videos, but I hate, like, the whole, like, part of, like, oh, I got to get clients, oh, I got to do this, et cetera. Like, do what you want to do. You know what I mean? Like, like I got to read. I should just go reach out to Red Bull after this. Like, hey, <laughs> here's what I need to do. And it's XYZ. your sign. Yeah, this is your sign. You got it. Maybe it is. I just, it's great having <laughs> this conversation to be able to kind of get it out. And be like, yeah. all right, what do you want to do, Josh? I'm like, well, action sports. So. I think- always wanted to do it. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk, the idea he has is like, literally just go down the list of everybody connected to that person you want to interact with. So start with the main person of Red Bull, message Mm -hmm. them, and then go who's second in command, then third, then fourth. And you just keep going down the list, DM everybody until somebody, somebody sees it or reaches out to you. That's how I would play it. And that would be sick if you did that. (laughs) That's a good idea. I never thought of it like that. Emailing is probably 
better. The thing is, I have to, emailing is where I struggle. Like, I gotta like become <laughs> professional. Like, in order to meet for me to work for someone, they have to kind of know who I am. That's true. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you kind of because you're like you're kind of going off a whim. Like, who is this guy? I don't show myself enough. Like, you see my work, so now you got to get to know me a little bit if you want to work with anybody. Yeah. So I, that's why I'm able to work with people, certain people, because I get on a phone call or something or a FaceTime. That's like the best work because when someone says, oh, let's video chat before I hire you, I'm like, yes, okay, great. They can get to know me and feel comfortable working with me. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the go-to. That's why I always send an email and I say, I'm also open to video chat if you would mm-hmm. like, just because that will help me land a job a lot easier. Now you can start formulating how you can reach out to Red Bull in the best way. That works for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. It's definitely not easy not an easy i feel like i'm very young too so it's like hard to get kind of recognition in these fields but yeah at a young age but yeah <laughs> do you do anything outside of cinematography to like boost your mind body and spirit like is there anything oh, else that helps you okay yeah you stuff? have to be you have to be mentally the thing is music you don't have to be for whatever reason but in terms of creating videos you have to be mentally happy and if you're not you're not going to create these videos like you have to be deep down okay and just inspired all the time whatever it is so like your question was like what was it how was like what are some things that you do to oh yeah be happy i guess or stay just to stay like you have so i always yeah so you i always work out and i feel like that's a good way of just keeping your body healthy first and then eating healthy is i'll be eating healthy first because eating healthy is the most important thing because when you have a healthy diet you can make great videos for whatever reason like if i start eating junk like i can't focus yeah so eating healthy and keeping your mind healthy is important and crucial to creating basically creating anything and if you have an unhealthy mind your work's gonna be whack like it's crazy like i've made some crazy videos in like different times like it's it's like i'm just like wow and some of them are actually pretty good because i'm still like an editor at the end of the day but it's like it's like what the hell was i making you know what i mean like but it's fun i have a lot of fun doing it so (laughs) um what what happens to you if you don't work on editing in videos for an extended period of time because i me i shut down like i complete opposite personality to what i normally have if i even go like two days without writing or podcasting and stuff um honestly like i think breaks are good but super long extended breaks see it it really just depends like on your position in life but for me in my position that i'm in i'd say breaks are healthy Cause you don't want to like burn yourself out because like you make a video take a week break and now get back on it you know what i mean so like i say that um it affects me a little bit but i typically don't let myself get too worried about it as long as i'm doing that one thing a day which is could be shooting the milky way or doing the drone videos or whatever else it is as long as i'm doing something that will help me in my field I'm still like, okay, I'm still doing this. I'm, I'm okay. Like I'm not slacking and I'm taking a break from editing, which is my main like profession, but that's okay. Cause you don't always have to edit There's You're a generalist. You're trying to hit all the targets and that's what successful people are doing. Being generalist. So it's, it's, it, I'm okay. And I don't, I don't let myself like, like, oh my God, like I don't stress myself out. I haven't edited in so long. Like, 
no, like I'm going out and filming for my edits. Like I'm going out and doing these things for my edits, so I don't have to worry about filming. But if I'm not doing anything, <laughs> like I'm just playing video games all day, which I don't do, <laughs> then man, yeah, I would probably like freak out and like become like a bum or like put myself on autopilot, start eating unhealthy. Like, yeah, that could definitely go down that path. So you gotta you gotta you gotta keep your head up or you're gonna fall. So <laughs> Do you feel yeah. like – so one of the reasons I love interviewing smaller accounts and creatives is because, to me, it seems as though they're doing what they're doing because they actually love and enjoy doing it. They're not doing it because they're trying to make money. Do yeah. you think there's a point when someone does gain that following or that success from doing something and it kind of switches their mindset to, well – I'm not going to stop because I'm making money doing this. Do you have any thoughts on that idea of doing stuff just for money and doing things because you actually love doing them? Well, the, th so the thing is money um, for, for videographers, money can change people. And I don't, I'm not super educated in that subject because, you know, I, I've experienced a little bit of it, but not like nothing crazy, but money makes people comfortable. And when they're comfortable, they're like, well, why do I need to like put in the hard work? And it's like, the best example that I can give you uh, is Conor McGregor. I don't know if you know who he is, mm -hmm. but he was a very hungry fighter before he was rich. And he was so good. Now he's rich. He's like, well, why do I need to like go crazy? Like, I'm like, I'm comfortable. I have a family. Like, it's it's similar to that. So like, money makes you comfortable and makes you realize, okay, I'm kind of like, you almost put yourself into a mental retirement. You don't realize it, um, though. Now the guys that are still rich and they are still creating and they're still fighting and they're still winning and they're on the top and I can name off like someone like that, like um, they're artists, like, I mean, you look at like Michael Jackson or like Elvis Presley, like these crazy artists that are always creating till they're dead. Like David Bowie, like all these people are creating until they're dead. Uh, I don't know if Michael Jackson was. Like, you might have to search that one. But, like, I know that, like, uh, David Bowie was creating until he was dead. Mm -hmm. Like, and he didn't care. He was filthy rich, but he was still making hit songs. So, like, I think that if money changes you, then maybe you weren't meant for it. But if you're still investing in yourself and getting better after make, making a lot of money, then I think that I think that you're fit for the job. Like, that's what makes a legend versus a just a creator like a legend will make a lot of money and still and put all that money into their like that's what i do like when i when i made my first paycheck i spent like a lot of my money on uh getting new camera gear and i spent when i made a bigger paycheck i've spent money getting into like fpv drums like it's all a part of you know like now whereas the other guy spent his money like you know on a video game i, I would never do that i would just yeah. spend money I would, I would put it right towards like a helicopter ride to go film or something like that. <laughs> like I need to, I need to keep, I always reinvest into my business. That's what I love doing. And I'm just like, I want to keep getting better. Now I have money and I have this thing I can use. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to go buy a new drone. <laughs> you know, it's like the best feeling in the world. You have to love doing it. And I love it. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that money can change certain people for sure. But if I was like a millionaire, like if I was worth 20, 50 million, I mean, the grind would be like, okay, well, I'm going to go find something else I want to do. I want to yeah. go freaking surf in Hawaii every day. 
and then like live in a mansion and buy a Lamborghini, like. <laughs> and then so, you're just like you're just having fun at that point. Honestly, yeah, that it, it reaches a point where it's like okay, it's I, like, could probably, okay. I could probably I could probably take a step back. <laughs> I know. I, I think I still would make videos though because I would just I would honestly if I was worth that much I would take all my money, and I would buy like ten different drones. I'd buy like different FPV goggles. I'd be overwhelmed. I'd buy DJ equipment. I'd buy <laughs> insane speakers. I would just like put all my money into a bunch of different lenses, like old lenses. Like I'd, I'd like buy a lens from like a museum or something. Like if I had that much money, and I would like shoot with it. Um, I would like take it to an event and like shoot with this like million dollar lens or something like that. I would put all my money into equipment. Equipment. <laughs> I remember thinking like when I'm rich, like I'm just gonna buy all the best cameras. I'm gonna get like a red camera. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get the best red camera ever. I'm gonna get the fastest computer in the world. Like, I'm gonna pay a tech, a technical guy to just like put the most like RAM and like CPU or GPU into my computer possible and make it extremely fast for editing. Like all these things I would do if I had filthy money. I would just put all into these videos, and they would come out so much better too. I bet, which is crazy. Oh god, but. Yeah, can't wait to see all that happen. That's gonna be awesome. I hope it does. I, I'm just gonna keep reinvesting. Like I'm just gonna like keep doing what I love doing. Yeah. As long as I'm able to eat at night, like I guess I'm good, right? So. Yeah. So yeah. the last main question I have before we wrap up is, what sort of advice would you either give to someone who's just starting out, or if you were to go back in time to when you were first starting out, what would you tell yourself? Um, when I first started, see, the thing is, it kind of came naturally. I don't know what I would tell myself. I would tell myself to keep going, but I, I wouldn't even need to tell myself that because I already would. I'd say the path that I took, uh, was good enough to where I, didn't, I don't think I needed to tell myself anything crazy. I mean, I probably would have told myself to buy a couple of Bitcoins. <laughs> yeah, but, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I'd say there wasn't much cause I kind of already knew. I didn't really know, but I was just like, I think it all happened all naturally. So I, if, I, if I could tell, now if I could tell anything to new creators that are like looking, find inspiration uh, on what you want to do and what you like. So like, for example, what are you watching? What do you enjoy looking at? Like, is it Sam Colder? Is it Cole Bennett? And then find that style you like and copy, like copy their style until you find your own. Because that's kind of what it takes. You have to copy someone and then in order to understand it, and once you're able to do that, then you can get, get into your own and, you know, look at videos, look at little effects people do, like literally like cut videos and see what in that like three second edit, what they did and try to copy it. And I think that's the best way to get good and just find, finding what you like. If you're not able to find what you like, then search more, find the music you like, use the music you like, you know, it's gotta, if it's gotta be a certain thing. For the video to mesh up try and find something you really like that works for video you know doing things you like you'll always be successful doing something you love at the end of the day and even though you're not going to be maybe a billionaire off of it you'll still be happy so i think that's all that matters honestly the best advice would be just find something you like doing awesome. yeah so where where can people find you on social media where can they watch your videos message you do everything so uh instagram at josh salinas and then um TikTok. it's a little different story i have a different username but it's actually josh rtlr which is actually just call it josh rdlr rtlr 
it's it's so my music name was rattler back when i was making music okay so i kind of was like well i don't want this to die off because it's part of myself so i i made it josh rtlr which is short for rattler josh rattler which is josh rtlr and um yeah that's my tiktok username and then youtube shorts it should be josh salinas as well because that's a new thing that came out i guess Mm -hmm. I haven't really been up keeping up with YouTube shorts, but TikTok, Instagram is where you can watch my stuff. Any clients out there watching this, check out my Vimeo. Red, Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. My Vimeo is vimeo.com slash Josh Yeah. So that's it. Awesome. So I will link all of the socials in the description below, as well as in the show notes, which you can check out. It'll probably be under expedition to dry.com slash josh salinas i would guess yep. it's probably going to be the slug so josh thank you again so much for working with me through the past couple no, weeks of scheduling <laughs> everyone likes to talk about their, themselves so it's a lot of fun doing these i'm glad glad i was your first interview and hopefully yeah. there's a lot more documentation and a lot more learning about you to come in the near future yep, yep. Well, nice awesome. talking to you, Bryce. Yeah, thank you so much. And for everyone listening, thanks for listening. Peace out and good luck, everybody.